are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. And if you're watching this, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere else, you can see the screen's a little bit different than what we normally have. Got a lot of guests in here, so I'll make this quick. Joining me today, we got Chev and Nooney back from a small hiatus. Chev, good to see you again. We have Stephen Taroni, Dustin Lund, Phil Simmons, also known as Porkman. We got Terman here. We got Memphis. We got Justin Hill. And we also have, last but very not least, Shane Manila. So, everybody, welcome to the Dynasty Rewind. Really glad that you guys are here. We're going to be doing a mock draft this evening, rookie mock draft, super flex, nothing fancy, really, no tight end premium, no um, you know, special scoring settings or anything like that. So I'm going to go ahead and go into the room and start the draft right now. If I can actually open the correct app. Sorry, that was DraftKings. All right, so we are starting the draft, and on the clock, we got Chev. Chev, good to see you back again. So you have the one one, just so everyone knows. Full disclosure, I specifically selected everyone's draft picks to try to make them have hard selections. So with the first pick, is it going to be T Law or is it going to be Justin Fields? Chev, you're on the clock. I haven't been on the podcast for a while, so I haven't been able to show my excitement for the Justin Fields pick. So I'm super excited for Justin Fields, man. And I'm I'm gonna go with Justin Fields. I know that's what you wanted, so I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to be a little bit different this time and let, let that hang out. So big, okay. who's on the clock now? Big Rhino. So this is Big Papa Rhino. This is Justin. He is a patron of ours. Just joined the Patreon a few days ago. I'm so happy to have him. The other two spots that were filled in, you see Nate is absent. He's out of town for work this evening. Um, so he will be doing the mock on the app. But uh, it goes to patrons first. They get the first crack at coming on the mock. And Trevor Lawrence goes off the board. Justin, that is here, not just drafting on the app. Justin Hill at Justin Hill FF. First of all, welcome. And secondly, you are on the clock at 1-3. Happy to have you here. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I think it's a pretty easy decision for me. I'm going to go Trey Lance. Okay. We're taking that high ceiling, high upside with Trey Lance. Um, I have opinions on Trey Lance, but we can get into that some other time. And at 1-4... We have Shane Manila. You can find him at Shane is the worst on Twitter or Island in the Shane for some reason. Yeah, um, I don't know what that's about. And I, it, oh, I, I drafted Jamar Chase. <laughs> drafted so, Jamar Chase. Jamar they, Chase goes off yeah, the board the, at one four. Yeah, the, the best quarterbacks are off the board. All the slam dunks are gone. I don't trust Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, not this soon. Okay. All right, I like it. Before Porkman picks, what is Island in the Shane, or do you not remember? I don't remember putting that on there. I think someone else did it. I did not do it. Definitely, definitely Mike. <laughs> He's a clown with that. I did not. I actually did not. But Porkman, you're on the clock at the one five. Um, just like Shane said, uh, the the slam dunk quarterbacks are off the board. I don't. I Me mean, personally, I don't want any parts of Zach Wilson or Mac Jones at this spot. 
So I'm going to take the uh, workhorse back in Pittsburgh, Najee Harris here. Um, he's going to get majority of the touches. I don't trust any in McFarland or uh, Benny Snell or any of that crap. So give me Najee Harris. Yeah, good point. If this was tight end premium, do you guys think Kyle Pitts would have been off the board by now? For uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him go as early as the 102 in a super flex. Yeah, I've seen that too. 101 in the one QB tight end premium. I saw him go 101 in a super flex league. Uh, oh, wait, so did I. Yeah, that was odd. Wait um, a minute, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was 101 in um, – FFPC, um, single quarterback, one-and-a-half PR for tight ends. All right, so with about a minute and 13 left, we got Dustin's on the clock, and you can find him on Twitter, at FFDustyDog. He also does a fantastic podcast with Jake Trowbridge that is drinking and talking fantasy. Uh, Dustin, what do you want to do here at the 1-6? Well, I think I will take the uh, number two running back here uh, with first-round draft capital and ETN. Um, so there you have it. All right, perfect. So ETN goes off the board. Now at the 1-7, Kyle Pitts finally goes off the board. I'm sorry, who did I have drafting at the 1-7? That is our page. Viking Sims. Viking Sims. Okay, so Kyle Pitts goes off the board at 1-7, and now Nate is on the clock, and he's drafting from a bar, from what I could tell. (laughs) Let's see what he does at the 1-8. All right, and Zach Wilson goes off the board at 1-8. Kind of thought that would be where he goes. So it's my turn. I wanted to give myself a difficult draft position here. You know, kind of what do I do? Do I want to reach for anything? Um, I'm going to go best player available. Please don't think this is a homer pick, but I'm going to take the bunch. I think he has all the potential to be the wide receiver one for sure. I mean, walking into the room, he is a wide receiver one. He's the best player on the board, in my opinion, right now. So you can find him on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. He prefers to go by Memphis. Fantastic podcast, Dynasty Warzone. And he is up next at the 110. Well, you hit me with a swerve. I thought you were going to take the guy I have to take at this position. Just due to the scarcity at the quarterback position in Superflex, I got to take Mac Jones. Now, if I'm taking this pick at the 110, I'm probably a contender, or at least I was last year, if this was my pick. I know I'm going to put Mac Jones in mothballs. I'm going to put him away for the year. It's going to be Cam's team unless Cam gets hurt. And I will say this. If Josh McDaniels can craft an offense that both Cam Newton and Mac Jones can thrive in, then he is truly an offensive wizard. Because how do you build a Cam Newton offense for a mobile quarterback versus a pocket quarterback? I'm willing to wait. I like the talent. And uh, I think – that the New England Patriots can get the most out of this guy. So give me Mac Jones at the 110 and a super flex. Great. Perfect. Love it. Just need you to click on draft for him then, Memphis, when you get a second. I, I believe this is a two-minute clock, right? This is I yeah. still have, I still have two minutes. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. So uh, moving on next. Uh, we got Steven Tony. You can find him on Twitter. And sorry if I'm squinting. The screen's a little small because I'm trying to look at comments too. At FF Professor ST3 on Twitter. Great guy to talk to. He's up at the 111. What are we doing here, Steven? Yeah. So, you know, at this point, Jalen Waddell, uh, obviously the draft capital. Um, you know, for me, when I'm, when I was doing, uh, you know, getting ready for, you know, my drafts, getting ready for, 
um, analyzing these prospects, I mean, his film was my favorite. I mean, he's not necessarily my top two or three wide receiver, but watching his highlights, watching his tape, dude has so much wiggle. Um, and then, you know, once he gets the ball in his hands, it, it's going to be very, very fun for the Miami Dolphins this year having a talent like that. But, you know, when I'm drafting, I, I definitely draft in a tier-based uh, sort of strategy. And Javante Williams is far and away the best running back left. So you have to take him, or I feel like I have to take him right now. I think that there's depth with the wide receiver. If you want to say that, but I'm going Javante here. So sitting at the 112 and seemingly getting sniped left and right, <laughs> we got my man Term. You can find him at FF underscore Terminator Term. I put you at the 112 because here's the thing. I've heard you say many times that you win a lot of leagues, so you would be sitting at the 112 anyway. So I want to see your your stacked championship team, right? What are you doing here at the 112? Because this is a thing a lot of people say they hate this draft position. So what are we doing here? I don't know why you would hate this draft position. It would normally mean that you won the league. Um, So – you know, I, I, I thought these guys were going to let Mac Jones get to me. Um, and then I really thought Javante Williams was going to get to me, especially when he, he opened up talking about uh, Waddle. I think he did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Bateman was my pre-draft number one wide receiver. Um, his film, I mean, it, it really jumps out. I mean, there, there's not a lot he can't do. He's a big, big, strong, physical kid, um, and he's fast, and he wins at the catch point. I really like him. I wish he would have been drafted anywhere else. Uh, but since I am a championship team and I'm already pretty loaded, I think I can afford uh, to go out on just a little bit of a limb here and take Bateman. I think he's the best player left on the board. Uh, so I'll go ahead and, and, and take uh, Rashad Bateman. Okay. I don't hate it. I think people are scared away by Lamar Jackson, but someone's got to be a wide receiver one there. Don't forget, we were all scared away by A.J. Brown, too, and that worked out pretty well as far as his landing spot. So we go back. This is a linear-style rookie draft. We're not snaking the draft or anything like that. So, Chev, you are back on the clock with the 2-1. Yeah, and I'm going to go with a guy that is landing back on a team with his college co- or college QB. I'm going to go with Waddle. Okay. Jalen Waddle. And – Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I not call Jalen Waddle to the Miami Dolphins at six on your podcast? Yeah, I believe you did. We were talking about the landing spots, and you had a feeling because we were talking about it. I was like, maybe Waddle could be taken ahead of Smith, and that could happen. So, And shout your podcast out for everybody real quick for me, please. Yeah, it's the Hot Take Podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to pods. All right, perfect. So uh, Big Papa Rhino back up, and he takes Trey Sermon at the 2-2. Justin. You are back up again, my friend. And it looks like did that leave you scrambling a little bit there? Yeah, I got snapped. Okay. I saw you I saw you checking your notes. So all right. So let's see what we do here at the two three. I'm gonna take the next best wide receiver on the board, in my opinion. I'm gonna take Elijah Moore. I think he can make a difference in the slot for the Jets. Zach Wilson's gonna have somebody to throw to and might as well be the guy in the intermediate middle of the field. Yeah, this seems to be like the Elijah Moore draft spot, like anywhere between two, one and two, five. I see him going a lot. Um, I seem to have a lot of Elijah Moore on my teams as well. So um, and I'm okay with it. 
we're kind of coming around to him. So Shane, you are back up on the clock at two four. First pick was Jamar Chase. What do we do now? No. no. <laughs> um, the only player that doesn't make me punch myself in the eye. Um, it's last is uh, Rondell. Why can't I draft him? What's going on here? Draft him. Him. Yeah. So I like Rondell Moore. Um, I know he's what, four foot two, but he can squat like 700 pounds. 7,000 pounds. Yeah. So he can lift the building with his one quad. Um, no, I just think a dude's going to be an absolute weapon on that team. Um, it's a shame. Uh, Christian Kirk do so, but you know, sometimes that's how life works. Yes, and for more Rondell Moore Anatomy Lessons, check out Shane on the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. I can't figure out how to draft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to set up? Might want to help them out a little bit there, Mike. You see, you see the button next to their name that says draft. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a desktop. There's a plus hate sign. You sleeper. Well, you can kiss that, that sleeper sponsorship seconds. goodbye. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you guys. I said it. First. So, uh, Porkman, you took Najee at the one five. You're back up to two five. Let's see what you do here. All right. So, um, this this player was in my top five backs and uh, is one of Bob Van's guys. And I know he's going to be in a timeshare with Michael Piron with the Jets, but I actually have him a little bit uh, better as a prospect. Uh, Michael Carter is my pick here for the Jets. Good pick. He's not a better prospect, but uh, now we are back up to Dustin. He went. So at the 2-6, you're coming off your Travis Etienne pick in the first round. What are you going to pair with Travis Etienne? Well, since uh, Parkman sniped me there. Um, sorry about that, bud. Nah, it doesn't seem like it, but that's all right. <laughs> he, he's not really sorry. Not, not sorry at all. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to go with a guy here, wide receiver, that I feel like could walk into a good target share. Um, that's in Detroit with Amon and St. Brown. Uh, I just feel like the situation there, they don't have a whole lot of alpha, really good wide receivers there. I mean, we all love Quintez Cephas, but uh, yes, uh, I think St. Brown is going to uh, walk into good volume. Yeah, a lot of people hate that spot. I don't hate it, to be honest with you. I mean, someone's got to be good there, right? Shane doesn't look like he's a fan. No, I mean, I, I don't think I hate the spot. It's I hate that he's a round four wide receiver, and historically they have been crap sticks. Um, and I loved him on Ross St. Brown before the draft. It's just, you know, if he could have been picked like 15 picks sooner in the third round, I, I feel a lot better about him. All right, good point. So let's see what the, our man Steve does here at the 2-7. Who is he going to pair with Kyle Pitts? But uh, just looking at the board until Steve picks, any, any surprises, anything jump out at you guys at all? I, I think I'm on Ross St. Brown's draft spot has went up tremendously the very first rookie draft i did after the uh, nfl draft like literally that saturday night shane it was the uh the ultimate dynasty podcasters league and ever since then i've just seen his adp go up and up and up i actually like him what if he's the next cooper cup for jared goff his value goes up quickly 
Good point. So, uh, we yeah, have- I mean, honestly, look, I'm just putting it out there. Um, but in this draft class, I can't be mad at anyone you pick after about 204. Like, it's just whatever. Like, as long as they're an actual player, I guess, fine. <laughs> so Except after- Michael Carter, not Michael Carter. I can't get behind that. After the Amon Ross St. Brown pick, we had Terrace Marshall go at 27. Nate took Kadarius Tony at the 28. And I'm going to go ahead, and I don't care if it's tight end premium or not, just looking at the board. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth, um, who in Sleeper's ADP has actually fallen behind Brevin Jordan now. Um, and I think that was flipped for a while, oddly. So Pat Fryermuth is my pick at the 2 9. Memphis, you are up next at the 210. Well, before I take my guys, I just want to make sure I got this correct sleeper. So we don't want the guy who went 55th overall to a good offense in Pittsburgh, but we want the guy who went in the fifth round to a bad offense in Houston. I'm going to write that down. Hold on one second. Uh, I think the ADP is messed up for this mock because this isn't on a regular uh, draft because I was looking at that too because there's some people in here that I can't even find that were drafted. I have to like type their names in. All right, well, I'm, I'm clearly using my stalling. I'm using my full two minutes again. I'm looking for my guy. I just saw him. I just saw him on, on, my, on my computer as well. Uh, I'm looking for Amari Rogers. I liked, no, him, a ton. I, I, I liked him a ton coming out. I actually liked all the guys that have went uh, within the last few picks. I was really hoping Terrace Marshall was going to fall to me or Kadarius Tony. Can't fade the draft capital, but I, I like – Rodgers, he seems like a great slot receiver to go with uh, Devontae and Alan Lazard on the outside and uh, Tanya and then the tight end position. Just hopefully the other Rodgers stays. Now his jersey will say A-A-Ron, A-A-Ron Rodgers, and uh, just A-Rodgers. All right. Perfect. So Mario Rodgers goes off 210. Steven, back to you, my man. Yeah, so I really like Kenny Gainwell. Um he would be the running back I would take. Uh, I, I really want to just kind of, you know, there's no context with roster, so you would get the best available. Um, but so I have my best available as Deami Brown. Um, and I just really like the, just that he's walking into this offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick for this year. He was drafted in the third round, two years in a row of 20 yards uh, per, rece- per reception. Um, so he just takes the lid off of the, the defense. Um, so I really want to see what his potential is in fantasy. You're looking for a ceiling. I think he has a ceiling and, you know, I think there's opportunity here in this uh, Washington offense. I agree. I agree. Uh, Corkman does not like that landing spot so much, but we can get to that another time. So yeah. term your backup at the two twelve. you're at the championship pick. What are we doing here? Uh, there's actually a couple of guys on the board that, uh, I like a little bit better than the consensus. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I could probably get in the next round if uh, my league mates were sleeping. But I know that there's a guy who likes this uh, particular player almost as much as I do. Uh, And he will probably take this guy before it gets back to me in round three. So I'm going to go ahead and take Nico Collins. Um, This is a kid who, when you watch him on film, he was clearly hindered by quarterback play. He was hindered by scheme. Um, he, I love his measurables. I love what I've seen, what I've seen on tape. And if Deshaun Watson winds up playing, and I have to think he will again at some point, um, 
you know, he couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. There's opportunity there, and he's got it playing with a great quarterback. All right, so Nico goes off the board at 212. In the 3-1, Shiv, we are back to you, my man. And I'm going to go with a guy whose film I really love to watch. Uh, he's from Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with Tylen Wallace. I just think he can be somebody there that steps up in that wide receiver core, uh, even though Bateman's there now. But I think he's somebody that can definitely uh, take over, even though he was drafted a little bit later. So, Chef, before we move on to these next few picks, I want to ask you, you're taking Tylen Wallace here at 3-1. Mm-hmm. I feel like with some of the rookie drafts that I've been in, people are kind of scared by the fourth-round draft capital and going to the Baltimore Ravens. But at the the 3-1, you're, you're more than comfortable taking a shot on him there. So you think um, both him and Rashad Bateman could be a good future receiving core, mm-hmm. unlike what the Ravens had previously? Yeah, I think he's just somebody that is just a dog, man. Every every film that I watch, he loves the block. He loves the make good route running. I mean, he just wants to be out there and make plays. And that's something that I think Baltimore needs in the wide receiver core. I think Bateman can bring that as well. So I think that could be a nice little duo for Lamar Jackson for the, the next coming years, for sure. You make a good point. They really haven't had that from a wide receiver since Anquan Bolden. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So the three, two, I could tell somebody has been listening to our Patreon episodes. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick goes to big Papa Rhino. So I had to pause a minute here. I didn't want Justin's clock to run out. So Justin, you are back up at the three, three. Appreciate that. I'm going to take Josh Palmer from former Tennessee ball now for the LA chargers. He's a victim of, I don't want to say poor QB play, but atrocious QB play in college. And he's going to a quarterback now with, and Mike Williams is set to hit free agency in 2022. And there just seems to be a lot of opportunity there with, I mean, a great quarterback. Yeah. I, I like that pick. I like that too. He's uh, he's a guy that's been gaining a lot of traction lately, and we will be talking about him on our Patreon very soon. Um, so, so Shane, the three four, back up to you. There's still lots of good players on the clock on the board here. And what you're looking at a different draft? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the landing spots was not ideal at all. I, I definitely thought it was going to go differently, and I felt like a lot of these players could have been something better but the way that was just they were drafted just really hurt them okay so kellen mond shane you take kellen mond at the three four and how i mean this this is as project as project quarterback goes when the the houston future quarterback was his name davis mills he's still on the board but you're going kellen mond i'll need a slight explanation here as far as kellen mond well davis mills is trash um (laughs) so there's that there's the fact that Davis Mills, you're drafting so that you can trade him before his first start. Because if you wait till after his first start, he's already lost all his value. Um, Kalamond is at least athletic. He's going to get out there. And look, if you, you can fall back on a, a athleticism like we saw with Jalen Hurts last year, you don't have to be particularly good at throwing the football um, to score some points. And just like we see Jalen Hurts as a top 12 quarterback now, you know, give me four games of Kalamond running around out there. Um, and his value will spike, and then I'll trade him because he's also not that good. Right. So there we go. Kellen goes off to 3-4. And, Philip, you are back up on the clock at the 3-5. All right, so um, it gets kind of duty over here. But uh, when we get to receivers here, there's one guy I'm drafting everywhere. Uh, my guys know who it is. 
is Daz Newsome for the Chicago Bears. He's going to have Justin Fields. <clears throat> He's taking over the Anthony Miller spot. I know draft capital was kind of bad, but this year's draft was kind of odd with a lot of seniors getting drafted from the Senior Bowl, and I feel like a lot of the guys just like kind of fell down. Um, Daz Newsome to me is like a Jarvis Landry type uh, of this draft, and he can he can do really well with PPR formats. All right. Love that pick there. And, Dustin, it is back up to you at the 3-6. Yeah, at this point. Um, trade back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, trade out, I think, <laughs> if we can. Um, but I think I will take the uh, handcuff uh, for Carolina and Christian McCaffrey and take Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also – that McCaffrey is not Superman, and he did get injured actually last season and missed a bunch of times. So uh, Chuba could um, – uh, see some good opportunity if it arises. Right. Do not hate that pick at all there. Um, okay, and Kenneth Gainwell, another guy, both Chuba and Gainwell, landing spots are not ideal, but still, you know, guys that fell in your rookie drafts because of landing spots here. Uh, he goes off to 3-7. Now Nate is back up at the 3. He is also not online, as I can see here. So we're just going to go ahead and text him real quick. <laughs> See what he's got going on. See if we can get him back here within the next minute and a half. This is unacceptable. (laughs) Again, he's got two minutes. You know? Yeah, he got he got the time. Yeah. There's no green dot. That's why I'm concerned. Isn't he on a dad duty? Isn't that what he's doing tonight? He's 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 at a he's at a bar drinking. Yeah, he can do both. <laughs> not good dad duty, but it could be dad duty. <laughs> he's back it's just important being in your child's no, he's, life, right? He's there now. So let's see what he does. Um, you think Puka here? Uh, it might be a little early. I think he'll probably take Puka in the fourth, if because Puka will probably unless somebody else takes him. But I feel like I might get sniped here, actually. <laughs> He's struggling with this right here, too. Yeah. I mean, I got my next guy queued up, so. You guys have a point. If you can get yeah, anything yeah. for these third-round picks, do that. <laughs> Just yeah. get whatever Yeah, because yeah, like like Chef said, the landing spots for this draft was like we, we, had, we had our mindset on this guy is going here, this guy is going here, and then – we see like Mike's boy is like the third running back on the Green Bay Packers. It's like what what are we gonna do with that? We feel like Colin Hill is gonna go to a good spot and he's going to a point where you don't know what the hell he's gonna do. I don't even know if it was teams. I think it was just draft capital in general for some of these guys for me. That that as well. So I would like everyone to know that Cornell Powell went off at the three eight and I did get sniped. That was my next pick that I had. Uh, queued up. So I'm just going to kind of verbalize what's going through my mind here if you're on the clock and you got a short clock and you're getting sniped. So um, being that it is a super flex and I'm just looking at the top tier, top ranked running back is Kylan Hill. He's buried on depth chart. Mondre Stevenson better for the NFL than for fantasy. Jamar Jefferson buried Jared Parrison, Washington. Disgusting. Going over to wide receivers, Dwayne Eskridge. Nah, Stage Surratt. Realistically, no. Tomorrow and Terry Trash. Seth William Trash. Tutu Outwell. Tiny. Shai Smith. He's okay. So we're just going to go back to quarterbacks. Jamie Newman. Trash. Kyle Trash. Trash. <laughs> Ian Book. 
<laughs> Ian Book it is. So at the 3-9, I go Ian Book. And if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I hate Ian Book. And Ian I would Book. tell him to his face if I could. I know I'd get my ass kicked, but I would still do it. Memphis, you are back on the clock with the 3-10. And we're going to end this after three rounds because this draft is <laughs> Well, first of all, this is where we're doing the Lord's work right now for all your subscribers and watchers here. They, this is where yes. they need our help more than any anywhere else. For mm-hmm. me, if I, I mean, I'm going to pick it as if best player available for me and it is kyle trash call me the trash man and the reason why i like him over kellen mond or davis mills is he's realistically able to see the field maybe this year next year i mean kellen mond i'm sorry he's 75 million dollars of dead cap away from seeing the field this year with kirk cousins and he's 45 million dollars away from seeing the field next year because of kirk cousins and they're talking long-term extension. I know Tom Brady eats avocado ice cream and sleeps in kale pajamas. I dig it. But he's still 44 <laughs> years old. And uh, he is still one, you know, one tackle from from being, you know, down for a couple of games. And if Kyle Trask can't beat out the blonde bomber that is Blaine Gabbert, then he doesn't deserve to be on my roster anyway, and I'll cut him at some point. So for me, out of all these second, third round Jag QBs, give me the one who's the closest. And by closest, I mean the 44-year-old in the way. So give me Kyle Trask. I am hitting the plus button now. <laughs> so Memphis is the trash man. Taking out the trash to 310 with Kyle Trask. And Steven, it is back up to you at the <laughs> The term's going to finish this draft off in style. Yeah, man. So I would get Kylan Hill, you know, in honor of you, uh, because I know that's your boy. But I, I just <laughs> – I mean, he is so buried that it's just – it's tough to do that. So I'll get someone else who's buried, and I feel as if maybe he could actually get some touches at some point. And it's Jamar Jefferson. Um, you know, Jamal Williams, he's kind of like a, a bridge running back, if you want to say that. And then I kind of see this panning out as, you know, Swift and Jefferson, you know, in maybe a couple of years here. Okay. I like it. In turn, finish this draft off at the 312. What are we going to do? Okay. So this is someone who uh, I was actually considering with my last pick. So for him to get back to me is uh, is, is fortuitous. Um, and this is a guy I'm higher on than a lot of people, uh, hard-charging, um, tremendous contact balance. Sony Michelle is going to be gone in a year. There's nothing really there in front of him that's anything special. Uh, he could fill that LeGarrette Blunt role in this offense down around the goal line, and that's uh, Ramondre Stevenson. All right, so turn goes Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to go back onto the app, and I'm going to end the draft right there after three rounds. So let's just take a minute before we head out and look at the board here. So what a difference pre- and post-draft makes, huh? It's just crazy. And, you know, some of the guys that got two bad landing spots, like we all know my love for Kylan Hill, your best hope is that he gets cut and picked up by someone else. You know, seventh-round picks are kind of expendable sometimes. But um, I have a couple guys queued up here that I just want to talk about. So Brevin Jordan, a lot of people are saying he's the number two tight end overall. He goes in the fifth round in Houston. What, what are we thinking about Brevin Jordan? Are we still taking shots on him in later rounds of rookie drafts? I know Houston doesn't historically use the tight end position very much, but is he worth a dart throw? For for me, I had the the name Tommy Trimble written down. I have him ahead of I have him ahead of Brevin Jordan. I mean, 
He went to Carolina. I mean, what's in his way besides Dan, the postman Arnold, and maybe the corpse of Ian Thomas? He's six Ian foot Thomas. three. He's not even twenty one years old. Two hundred and forty pounds. He's a you know big kid. Comes out of tight end university in Notre Dame. He's a great guy in a tight end premium or in a league where you just need tight end dart throws. Man, draft that dude. That's a good offense. I mean, Robbie Anderson, Wallace, EMC, DJ Moore. He I mean, play. Joe, he plays violently. Yes, he does. I was going to say that. He, he is a field. His blocking is yeah. outrageous. Yeah, yeah, his block, yes, tremendous. Yeah. yeah, and they need offensive line help. And like I said, if he can't beat out Dan Arnold, then much like uh, Kyle Trask, he can get the hell off my lineup. But for, for two <laughs> years, if you have a two-year taxi squad, just stash him down there, see what happens the next two years. It's a great – I mean, what's his name? Joe Brady made uh, Thaddeus Moss a thing for a time there in LSU. So why not Tommy Tremble? Yeah. That's that's a great point. So another guy I want to talk about real quick, Dwayne Eskridge. Here's a guy. I liked his film. We looked at him pre-draft, but he goes to the Seattle Seahawks, and now all of a sudden he is a rookie draft darling. I see that we are a little off on consensus. I've seen Dwayne Eskridge going anywhere from the mid to late second round to early third. Does anyone have any thoughts on Dwayne Eskridge? Porkman's not a fan. I think. No, I, I am a fan of of Eskridge. I'm not a fan of that of that um, that spot you was talking about. I, I didn't see him going any late second, early thirds at all. Um, and especially when that with that offense, you know, they try to run the ball a lot as well, and it's a lot of deep passes to uh, DK and Tyler Lockett. If he's if he gets that um, David Moore role, I don't know if you're going to be able to trust him for fantasy purposes. He might be like one of your guys who say he's better for the NFL than he is for fantasy at this point until we see if anything happens. Well, we all know Lockett got the um, the extension and DK still on his rookie deal. So yeah, we just got to see how that plays out. Even if those guys were to move on after their contracts, I mean, Eskridge would be a 28 at that point. Um, so he's already yeah, he's old So, yeah. yeah. And uh, Lockett's great. not going anywhere. His contracts, I mean, it's right. not quite Kirk Cousins' dead saying. cap numbers. Yeah, it's it's legit yeah. tough to get out of. Yeah. All right. Well, great, that- great footwork. Tremendous route runner, but terrible landing spot. Yeah. Played well at the Senior too. Bowl. Yeah, he he's older too. I think he's uh, he was a fifth year senior out of Western Michigan too. So Porkman yeah. automatically likes him. He likes them older wide receivers. Um. So Anthony Schwartz, an honorable mention, speed for Cleveland. Memphis, I'm sorry to put that over you here. Um, do we have any honorable mentions for Anthony Schwartz? Like I've drafted him a lot at the end of the third round because uh, he's fast. So he's got something. He has at least a skill. Um, yeah. Man. Okay. All right. In that, in that case, I'll know. I might draft something else and just grab uh, Mario and Terry. Or, uh, I don't know, why not? Like the last pick of the Sun Dynasty draft, I took Sage Sherratt just from a man, pork man, because he loves that. Yeah, he's freaking trash. (laughs) Nate, I'm sorry, Puka did not get drafted in this draft. People here have common sense. So, everybody, thank you again. Uh, For those of you that watch, thank you for watching. For those of you who listen, thank you for listening. And I'm just going to go round the horn and let everyone talk for just a minute or two. So Shane, we're going to start with you. Shane, where can we find you? What you were doing? Uh, I'm on the Twitter at Shane is the worst. Um, 
see, I got Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Come be a patron. I mean, you can listen for free too, but fuck you. Come be a patron. Um, uh, also, Manic and Chill on YouTube for DLF and then Dynasty Intervention every Tuesday night with my boy Chase and my buddy Jacob. And then I write for DLF. Um, that's it. That's all. And check out my pinned tweet. Um, there's a fundraiser for uh, someone in the community who could use our help. So go check out my pinned tweet. Right, so check out everything that Shane does. And Justin, a last-minute addition to the podcast. Thank you again so much for coming on. Tell us where we can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, thanks, guys. You can find me at on Twitter at Justin Hill FF. I'm doing a lot of social media stuff for football guys. You can find us at FBG News. And uh, just looking to kind of get in the game a little bit and kind of build a profile up. So if anybody needs any guest appearances, anything like that, please hit me up on Twitter. Okay. And again, thanks for having me on here. Of course, you came highly recommended by Dave Kluge. Hopefully, I said his last name correctly. So uh, you got it. That's him. him. So thank you again for hopping on last minute. And Memphis, where can we find you? And what do you got going on? Uh, just a bunch of podcasts uh, over at the Dynasty War Zone uh, Twitter handle at DWZ Memphis. We are doing a rookie show on Sunday nights uh, for YouTube, and Tuesday nights the Dynasty show, and then Monday, Wednesday some podcasts we got some other guys on our network as well but just uh find the dynasty war zone and you can find uh, whatever kind of football you're into they have a patreon as well just like shane does so make sure you go check that out term oh man where can we find you on twitter uh you can uh get at me at uh, ff underscore terminator i am a shane is the worst patron because i don't want to fuck myself and uh <laughs> Host of the uh, formerly unscripted podcast, it's uh, we're we're going through a name change at the moment, um, so keep your ear to the ground for that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, at ff underscore terminator. And I, I wanted to ask you, how did you get that name? How did you get the terminator name again? <laughs> uh, so uh, my league mates actually gave me my hometown league mates actually gave me that name. I, I we all started uh, uh as as most of you probably did we all started a, a fantasy league amongst ourselves years and years ago and I sort of uh, went nuts with it <laughs> <laughs> took took it to a new level which we all did and that's which why which we all did which is why uh-huh. we're here yeah that's right right and Phil where can we find you you can find me at FF Workman uh, I'm a co-host with the Dynasty Rewind with this idiot up top. Um, it's a fun time, though. So. We'll call Chef an idiot. Uh, talking about me. <laughs> no, no, definitely not Chef. No, no, just um, like I always say, if anybody just want to talk in the DMs, my DMs are always open. Um, and fancy football life or whatever. So it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Reach out to Porkman instead of me. That would be preferred. Dustin, where can we find you? And what do you got going on, my man? You can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter, and I am one of the hosts of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football podcast, along with my co-host Drake Trobridge. Oh. And you still got that steel reserve. I love it. It's it's right back. Why did you keep yeah. it? As a reminder, I rinsed it. <laughs> it's not really that bad, Mike. It's not really exactly. that good either. I'm sorry. Justin, <laughs> it's I didn't not good. Oh. <laughs> so check him out. Check out Drinking and Talking Fantasy. And Steven, what about you? Where can we find you? What do you got going on? 
Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me. Parkman, always a pleasure. Great uh, drafting with you guys tonight. Uh, you can find me over at FF Professor SD3 uh, on Twitter. Uh, we do the Hot Take Podcast. I'm the host over there with Josh Bailey, my co-host. Um, we're going to have Laquan Jones on tomorrow night. We're going to be live doing a startup uh, uh, mock draft. And then next week, we got Denny Carter coming on. So that's going to be a great time. Uh, definitely recommend tuning in for that. We're going to play some words association and have a good time with that. All right. Perfect. Love it. I had a great time on your podcast as well. That was a good time. So, and Chev, welcome back. First of all, what do you got for us tonight? Oh, man. I don't have a verse. I didn't come ready for that. Um, but just be good people, man. Go to Shane. Go to Shane's plug, uh, his pin tweet. Go go donate, man. There's people out there that need some money and need some help. Uh, be courteous. Go give some money to that. I'll definitely be hopping on and going to do that. Uh, you can find me at Chef Boyardee, and I'm just glad to be back and back at it with you guys, man. It's been fun. All right, Chef. Well, it's great to have you back like always. And if you're so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at the Bauer 85 I would much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please hit up our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Look at our YouTube. Lots of great stuff on there. Um, apparently, we're dropping stuff like four or five days a week now. I don't even know what's going on. I just upload it. But until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always... Be kind, please rewind. Hey everybody, if you made it this far, I just want to take a minute and say sorry I didn't do any read-throughs while we were on the air. With a lot of guests on, it's kind of hard to do, so I want to take a minute and talk to you about DynastyOwner.com. Fantasy sports were created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise. But as fantasy sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to the waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. Traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck. It is not realistic to only focus on player performance and to not consider contracts. Do NFL teams assemble their rosters without contracts? Of course not. What if you could create a game that was more like the real NFL. Allow me to introduce you to DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players to real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. The 2021 season for Dynasty Owner has just begun, and starting at $29, you can play a fantasy game that lets you face similar decisions that NFL general managers and owners face. So start your dynasty today at DynastyOwner.com. And I also want to take a minute to talk to you about the newest and hottest sensation, for best ball and that it's underdog fantasy football. Hey, what's the worst thing in fantasy football? Seeing a player you didn't start go off on your bench and costing you a win easily takes the cake. Now there's a new way to play where your best players always start and your duds stay on the bench where they belong. You best ball leave underdog fantasy has you covered. Underdog fantasy is the new best ball platform where you can turn your knowledge and competitive edge into winnings. Draft once, sit back, and enjoy the ride as your optimal lineup will automatically start every week. No waivers, no trades, just drafts. Sign up today using the code Rewind, and when you make a deposit, you'll receive a $25 kit back to play. Now, ready for fantasy football? That's okay. They also have drafts and daily pickums right now featuring the MLB, NBA, and NHL. So join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code Rewind. The link is in the description. And everybody, if you hung around this far, I just want to say thank you so much for all your support. 
please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. If you could please be so kind, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on Twitch and anywhere else. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Until next week, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind, everybody.